And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Chris, Joe. Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? It's going uh, pretty good over here. Yeah. 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 Where are you? Uh, I'm in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, at my home, just uh, enjoying a beautiful, boiling hot summer day here. Oh, yeah. It's Canada. hot. Yeah. Hot and muggy and kind of excellent. Yeah. It hasn't gotten hot really in Seattle, but it rarely does. Yeah. Is that lake something people swim in or is that? I mean, uh, growing up here, I, I never swam in it because it was essentially like the, the lake in Springfield in the Simpsons, you know, you expect yeah. to see like a three eyed fish in there or something, but uh, people are swimming in there now. Uh, Toronto Island is opened up again. Uh, seems the, uh, like the numbers are getting down low enough here that we actually entered a stage three. So we're, you know, in Toronto, we're down to the double digits most days of new cases, which is wow, inc- encouraging. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Can Toronto send the state of Washington the email with the instructions to get the numbers down? Yeah, well. We need that. I think it's a, a much bigger problem than just the state <laughs> of Washington. <laughs> and an email. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a little bit, and I mean, I'm not really sure because I haven't been to the States in a little bit, but I think there's a lot of common courtesy happening up here where people are, you know, you walk into an enclosed space, you throw your mask on, you do your best to keep everything clean. And, yeah. you know, we're seeing some success from it. Nothing's perfect. I right. live in fear that it's going to come back around. I'm never going to be able to play music again. <laughs> oh, 
Oh God, I know it's possible, but not super likely. No. No. <laughs> um, what's your day look like? Well, I have two two little kids, so mm-hmm. normally around six thirty, my son comes running downstairs to wake me up, excited to start the day, and uh, I take him downstairs, feed him, and then we decide what sort of crazy activity we're going to take up today. So lately we've been going to the skate park and he's got a little scooter and I skateboard with him, which has been, it's like a dream come true. I always loved the idea of like, if I had a kid that I would get to skateboard with my kid. Yeah. And now, now my son and I are out skateboarding a lot and it's really, really nice. So normally that's the way I, I start my day by trying to find something fun for us to do to make the day memorable. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, cooking for my family, making sure like everyone's doing well. Uh, we have a, a two and a half month old daughter who came in the middle of this pandemic thing. And uh, so I'm just doing my best to make sure that my wife has everything that she needs to make sure that she's comfortable and the baby's, you know, sleeping. And if she yeah. needs a break, I'm there to help. I'm in like heavy lockdown, you know, whenever I'm home. It sounds like it. <laughs> you get any chance to fiddle around with music on any level? Funny enough, I, I, I was saying all that to you when it, and completely discounted the fact that I have been playing music every single day. Oh, <laughs> so, all right. so uh, Matt's just recently started getting back in together to work on uh, learning how to play our new record because mm-hmm. we recorded it in December. We went on tour in March. Mm-hmm. And as we were on tour, like the pandemic really hit. We flew home and just went into lockdown immediately. So we hadn't seen each other until about two weeks ago. So we're like in a practice space, like separated by plastic with masks on and stuff, but we're playing music and it's, it's really fun to, to stand in front of like a loud amp and a drum kit and just make, make a racket, you know? That's great. I haven't practiced much with a, well, I haven't practiced at all with a band, but, um, I have been able to go to my studio and play a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have a new record out too that we need to do the, we need to rehearse those songs we've never played before. In not doing it, I think I forgot how much I love it. And there's things that I thought that I would never miss ever. And uh-huh. I miss them so, so much. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then like between that, I just, I have the room that I'm sitting in here right now. I have a bunch of synths and instruments that I've sort of neglected Uh that I've started kind of fiddling around with and really learning the ins and outs of, which has been a lot of fun and really good for the brain. Yeah. Sort of keep myself active and, you know, learning. I kind of think that life gets really hard when you're not teaching yourself anything new. So always trying to, push forward a little bit and learn a little bit more. Yeah. Um, have there been many BLM or social injustice marches up there? There has, uh, but I unfortunately like right when it all started happening was exactly when we had our second child. So I was like for a good month and a half, just really like behind closed doors and just dealing with the chaos of a brand new child. And then a, three-year-old child so one with a lot of energy and one who's unable to do anything for themselves so you know being a supportive husband and uh father uh i could only really watch from afar and try and be you know be informed 
Yeah. But uh, actually getting out to the marches wasn't actually something I could do. Right. But yeah, there's definitely been quite a lot. Um, there's, and it, for, for the most part, like very peaceful, but uh, it's been amazing to kind of see it happen from my living room, I guess, which mm-hmm. I think on, on uh, in different circumstances, I would have been out there for sure, but right. it's just yeah. not possible right at the moment. Have you noticed anything or has anything surprised you that's come out of this movement? I, I can I can really only speak for myself, but I think a lot of it had to do with reevaluating my my knowledge of the whole situation and understanding what it really means, like what white privilege really means. So mm-hmm. focusing on educating myself and spending more time listening than trying to interject. And I think the one thing that I always thought that that I've needed to change the way I've been thinking about it is I grew up in Toronto where it's a, a really multicultural city. And I yeah. always thought of myself as like not a racist. Uh, right. and, and I think through all of this, the thing that I learned is that it's not really good enough to just not be racist. You actually have to be anti-racist and you need to try and teach people to be anti-racist. And I want to, you know, make sure that my children grow up with the, uh, with the tools and the knowledge to do the same and to be good people and to try and, you know, move the world forward in a positive way. Yeah. I, um, when I was younger, I was a very attracted to sharps, and they're thuggy, and I don't totally subscribe to their um, mo, really. But I was attracted to their dedication to anti-racism. You know, yeah. they they would smash heads, but um, you know, again, I was younger, and I. Um, that sentiment I was attracted to, and it's kind of, you know, it's, it's alive again, that, that you have to be anti-racist. You yeah. can't be just not a racist, you know, it's more yeah. action now. And, and it's, yeah. it's great that that's coming to, to light for most people. Yeah. It's just not good enough to be like, yeah, man, I, I'm good with everybody. I think everybody's yeah. great. You actually have to be forcefully like anti yeah. It's, yeah. You know, and it's just, I just always want to be an advocate for change and make sure that I'm always educating myself a little bit further and being a better role model for my own kids and the next generation. Yeah. That's the most important part. Outside of news, are you reading or watching anything? I was sort of away from watching anything new for a long time. I spent a lot of time watching like silly old horror movies and just things mm-hmm. that like that sort of made me feel like I, I always had like a old horror movies and like goofy stuff that was obviously fake always gave me like a comfort and like that childlike childlike joy. So mm-hmm. in in the midst of all like you know, the world crumbling around me, I would just like, you know, sit on the couch and watch some silly old horror movie. But I watched that show succession because my wife loved it. Yeah. And so we watched that and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then we, we've been watching I'll be gone in the dark. 
which is about the Golden State Killer. Uh, I had read the book a few years ago, and so we started watching that. And then I watched the Go Go's documentary, which I loved. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and just you know, old documentaries, or not old documentaries, but documentaries about musicians I like. I watched yeah. uh, 30 Century Man recently, yeah. which yeah. I hadn't ever seen, and I have no idea why, because I love Scott Walker, but it's so good. It was like <laughs> oh, such man. an interesting character. Could he be more effortlessly cool? Like, I it's know. unreal. Like, how do you make a person that cool? I, I think know. he's just so... <laughs> I just felt like half the movie, I was like, this guy's amazing. And then the other half, I was like, I'm so jealous. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that your touring stopped in March, right? You guys came home. Yeah. Did you have a bunch of touring scheduled that was canceled? I'm supposed to be on tour right now. You are? Yeah. So yeah. yes, the answer is yes. Yeah. I was supposed to be playing in Prague tonight. We had a mm. bunch of festivals booked for the for the summer and then touring around the new record in October. Uh, yeah, but none of that's happening, you know, we're moving and, forward at like with, uh, the idea that things will eventually open up and you'll be able to tour again, but who knows when that's going to happen. Right. It yeah. all, it all is just up in the air completely. Yeah. I've been wondering if the countries for one that have low numbers or zero numbers, say in a year, if they will accept people to come in and play concerts seems sketchy for them to accept a bunch of crazy Americans who don't well, wear masks. Will there be like a, like instant COVID test at the door type thing? Like as you right. enter the country, like, does this person have it? Like right. shove the thing in your nose and then be like, no, he's good. Let him in. Yeah. And then, like who knows? Like, the technology on this is going to keep on advancing, I guess, but yeah. we can't really expect any miracles. So just right. keep on, you know, being hopeful, I guess. I thought I wouldn't miss touring, but I, I really do. It, as, as boring as it can be sitting in the back of a van for like eight hours, there's just something about it that I guess I do love it. You know, yeah. <laughs> anytime I think that I don't, you just have to take me away from it long enough and then I miss it. Have you guys done any streaming or any version of anything we haven't yet um as sort of time goes by and this record gets closer to coming out we've been concocting ideas which is why we're back in the space rehearsing yeah. and just getting better at playing these songs though there will be something eventually we're not your typical like just set up in front of a a, a phone and and play a, an acoustic session kind of band you know it's balls out loud yeah blows out any small microphone <laughs> right in front of it. yeah i just don't i don't get the same feeling from watching someone play something on youtube or or like on instagram as i would standing in a room with people. you see i like i've worked in music my whole life i worked at venues uh work and then playing in bands like live music is like it's part of me and the idea of doing live music on the internet it's just not the same thing for me yeah yeah. It it doesn't have any charm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, um in lieu of people possibly not seeing you guys play this year. Possibly. Okay. May happen. Um I want to play Hail Taxi. All right. I love that song. It seems to be my 
the one I'm going back to a lot on the new record. So that's great. All right, here it goes.
Just imagine that acoustic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's real. That's a great tune. Uh, I would love, I would love to see that live. I'll bust out the acoustic after this and you and I can just do a quick session. <laughs> All right. I've got some hot rods in here. I can play, play some hot rods on a, on a Lego box or something. Nice. Um, so did you guys record that up in Toronto? No, we went down to uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island mm. and, and did it with Seth Manchester at Machines with Magnets and uh, Ben Greenberg, who plays in that band Uniform. Okay. So yeah, we went down there in the end of November, early December and spent 14 days just record and mix. It was like the fastest we've ever made a record. And I I think walking away from it, I think it was the most fun I've ever had making music, like making music in a studio. Did you do a lot of writing in the studio or did you do all of it before or half and half? We've been writing that record since the last one came out. So Okay. There's like little bits and pieces on there that were taken from songs that didn't make the last record. Um, there's always finessing that happens in the studio, but for the most part, it was it was written in advance and recorded in the studio. Yeah. Uh, we were feeling really confident with where the songs were sitting and how we felt about the entire thing. We had essentially lined it up. We knew the the order that we want the songs to go in. Wow. You know. It's like we really knew what we wanted out of that record. So, yeah, I like all versions of recording. Um, you know, the toughest one is going in and looking at each other and going, well, do we have any songs? <laughs> but, you know, make, make something. If, if you got a little bit, that process can be fun. Yeah. But going into the studio well rehearsed and with a very clear idea. Also, it's fun because you can get a lot of the bullshit out of the way of making a record. You know, it, it's just a lot easier. You've done a lot of the legwork, obviously, and it, I think you can make some magic that way. I think we uh, it gave us a lot of freedom to experiment with uh, with sounds and yeah. and kind of just. I feel like our older records they all have a certain sound. Like each record has its own sound, and this one also has its own sound. But I think it's a lot closer to what we wanted it to be than maybe the other records might've been. And that's, that's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for everyone in the band, but I, I walked away from this one feeling really content with what, what we had made and uh, how it all sounded. And the process of working with those two guys was just so great for workflow. You know, you, you yeah. get up in the morning, we're living in the studio and you get up in the morning, you go in and you just, you get to work and it was just I don't know. It was awesome. It was great. I'd do it again in a second. It was super fun. What's been on repeat in your house? Have you been listening to any new music or old music? I kind of, a friend of mine turned me on to this guy, Charlie Magira. Have, have you heard of him? No. The uh, numero group just did a thing for him, like a compilation for, of his music. His old stuff is really like, it's like Santo and Johnny meets, I don't know, maybe like the cramps or something. It's, Uh super interesting um so i kind of got really into that it's like cooking in the kitchen listening to that it's always really pleasant uh and then i i really like that new phoebe bridgers record i thought uh-huh. that was really a really cool sounding album and then i've been going back to a lot of like old metal there's a, a a newer metal record that came out this year that i kind of got hooked on for a bit by a band called orancy pazuzu from finland 
It's hmm. kind of like Pink Floyd black metal. It's a really interesting listen. That and like uh, with the passing of Burn from Unwound, I've been revisiting all their old records, which is yeah. such so tragic. But if there's one good thing that can come from anything is that you know you get to revisit it and celebrate. Like I mean, he was one of the best. That guy's style is so amazing. There's probably like ten bass lines that are, I could just recall. You yeah, know? it's not a normal thing. thing for bass, is it? No, <laughs> it's, it's not. not. They're not always memorable. Sometimes they're just utilitarian. But he always had just a way of like it was almost like it was a lead instrument, and yeah, it it uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's a tragedy, and. uh it's a joy going back and listening to all the old records. I listened to, before we got on the phone here, I was listening to Leaves Turn Inside You, and just it's a, such a masterpiece. Yeah, that's a beautiful record. All of the, all the records could probably come out tomorrow <laughs> and still be like, just like, holy shit, I can't believe how good this is. Yeah. And all like the noise rock forums would explode with this, there's this new band. <laughs> My God. Well, I'm going to let you go here, but I have, I have one more question question for you don't be scared because i'm going to ask you if you have any advice for the people or what do you do to get through the day so when you're kind of I, I think for me it was uh being forced into having so much time where you're not actually required to be anywhere i i found the best thing for my mental health uh was to focus on both my physical health so I started running, started taking care of myself, needing better. And then to also just actually finally decide to learn that thing you've been meaning to learn for so long that you kind of look at on your shelf. You're like, ah, I've been meaning to do that. You know, I spent all this time just trying to like learn all the ins and outs of all this extra gear that I have around my house. Yeah. So it's, it's kept my brain occupied when I'm not running around with the kids. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I think the idle hands will really mess you up if you don't have something to do with them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I started this whole quarantining out with the idea of being good at editing drums. Right. I don't, I just chose it. It didn't yeah. stick. Um, no, you still doing it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, but I've been trying to learn some Latin rhythms. I've been actually playing drums. So, uh, cool. But yeah, along the same lines, I um, I think the power of keeping your brain occupied gives you more presence and power in the in the necessary everyday life events. Yeah. You know, I think like simple breakthroughs on anything will always sort of give you like a little bit of a jolt of happiness. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, I finally figured that out. It's so yeah. simple, but how did I not know this before? And then it leads you to sort of the next step and it, things get really exciting. I think that's, I think I spend most of my time just looking for that like little Eureka moment that makes me want to learn more about this one thing. Right. You know? It helps me with my confidence too. I walk out of the room. My family will be like, Whoa, it's a rooster <laughs> walking around the house. It's like, that's right. I just learned a Brazilian rhythm that hopefully like I retain. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Yeah, it's really nice to talk to you. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time with me. Yeah, good luck with everything and your little one. And I hope to see you on the road someday. 
yeah i hope so. i hope we cross paths let's all let's just do some big like welcome back to the world festival yeah <laughs> on toronto get, island yeah exactly you get vaccinated on your way in and then <laughs> up onto yeah. the stage yeah. yeah all right cool man cheers thank you so Take much it easy. you're welcome thanks <laughs>